Go to the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com or the PV app and look for A Turning Point. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton, and this is A Turning Point. Today, How Far We've Fallen, Santos Edition. It is comforting to know that if you are the Vesuvius of liars, a fraud, and a cheat, you can only expect to serve about 11 months in Congress. Yes, after a full year of nearly unrivaled fabulism, George Santos, with his tall tales and mini-me approach to the kind of unrelenting, unrepentant lying that Donald Trump has been getting away with since forever, It's finally all over but the shouting for old George. The expulsion of Santos from the House of Representatives, like his idol, he promises revenge, by the way, may represent a low bar of accountability, but I'm grateful that there's a bar there at all. In addition to his idol, the King of Lies, Santos has reminded me of nothing more than the John Lovett's devil character from Saturday Night Live. I always imagined that we were just a moment away from George Santos saying, yeah, that's the ticket, I'm the king of the world. The House Ethics Committee spent more time than one would think necessary to come to the conclusion that George Santos was a blight on the institution and therefore must go. Well, fully half of the Republican caucus agreed with their own Ethics Committee report and voted to expel, but none of the Republican leadership could bring themselves to do the oh-so-obvious right thing. For those people, it is politics over decency and party over country every time. They wouldn't even do it after their colleague Max Miller from Ohio piled onto the Ethics Committee report by showing how Santos had stolen from Miller and his mother by charging their credit cards way beyond the legal contribution limit. From the well of the house, Miller said, you, sir, are a crook. The regular and losing argument is to say that he's innocent until proven guilty, and while that is true in a court of law, simply not being convicted of a crime is far too low a bar when considering the fraudulent efforts of elected officials. We must and should expect a higher standard where public service and trust are concerned. After all, they are our leaders. This paragraph in Michelle Goldberg's New York Times op-ed piece about Santos and the MAGA movement really stood out to me. Quote, That movement is multifaceted, and different politicians represent different strains. There's the dour, conspiracy-poisoned suburban grievance of of Marjorie Taylor Greene, the gun-loving rural evangelism of Lauren Boebert, the overt white nationalism of Paul Gosar, and the frat boy sleaze of Matt Gates. But no one embodies Trump's fame-obsessed sociopathic emptiness like Santos. He's heir to Santos's sybaritic nihilism, high-clitch absurdity, and impregnable brazenism. Other politicians embody the sinister, cruel, and disgusting aspects of Trumpism. Santos incarnates its venal and ridiculous side, the part rooted in reality TV and get-rich-quick schemes, unquote. Well, I think the whole bit about his impregnable brazenness is among the best descriptors of these grifters that I've ever heard. While the phrase doubling down is descriptive, it misses the cocksuredness of it all. To be able to lie with such ease, and when challenged, to be able to morph the lie on the spot, is its own psychopathic triumph. The sheer will to never surrender to shame or decency, or let's face it, reality, is truly masterful, a pinnacle in the annals of prevarication.
In related stories from the crime blotter, the Honorable Tanya Chutkin, the federal judge hearing the case brought against Donald Trump for attempting to overturn the 2020 election, denied the defense claim that the former guy is immune from prosecution, saying, quote, the Constitution's text, structure, and history do not support that contention that the charges would be dismissed. No court or any other branch of government has ever accepted it, and this court will not so hold. Whatever immunities a sitting president may enjoy, the United States has only one chief executive at a time. That position does not confer a lifelong get-out-of-jail-free pass to a former chief executive. The defendant's four-year service as commander-in-chief did not bestow upon him the divine right of kings to evade the criminal accountability that governs his fellow citizens." Unquote. This perfectly illustrates where we are as a country. We have a political party, nearly unrecognizable from even its pre-2016 past, the Republican Party of yore, that denounces our criminal justice system and pretends that its leaders are above the law. Santos is most likely on his way to prison, but don't worry, George. After he pardons you, there will be a spot for you in Donald Trump's new cabinet. Secretary of Fabulism, anyone? Trump's already made it clear that he felt burned by the people he selected the first time around because so many demanded that he and his administration live up to their oaths of office by protecting the Constitution and not lying, not cheating, not breaking the law, and serving the American people rather than themselves. Yeah, that's the ticket. For Progressive Voices, I'm John Sinton. Progressive Voices' John Sinton has written a continuing series called a turning point that touches on politics, culture, and media. You can hear the short essays in the on-demand section of ProgressiveVoices.com and on the PV app.